Welcome to the Hannibal Files, a Strange Harbors podcast. Tonight, we'll be discussing episodes three and four of the first season of Brian Fuller's Hannibal, titled Potage and Oof. Tonight, I'm joined by Amir Toure and Derek Wong. So I guess we should start with Potage, um, which, like all episodes of the first season, is named after a French culinary term. So what is potage? Potage is a thick, creamy soup, stew, or porridge. <laughs> Pretty fitting, since this is the episode that really throws us in the deep end, I guess, of Hannibal, right? Um, yeah, so there's a lot going on in this episode. The biggest development is the proper introduction of the one and only Abigail Hobbs, daughter of the Minnesota Shrike, Garrett Jacob Hobbs played by actress Casey Roll. So what did you guys think of this uh, episode introducing this pivotal character? Um, it was great. I really liked this episode. I think she does a good job. I think the show does a good job of keeping you on your toes about like who Abigail is. Is she just a sympathetic daughter figure or is she actually like a serial killing accomplice or whatever? And it does a, it does a good job of like giving her some shades of gray. And making it believable yeah. that, yeah, she actually was helping her dad. Yeah, like, complicit in her dad's crimes, yeah. yeah. It makes that believable. I believe that this show is its best when it's kind of focused on the characters and really stays inward in that way. I love that this is almost like an Abigail-centric episode. It's the introduction of her, like, the real introduction of her. And then it starts to build the kind of dynamic that we're going to see between her, Will, and Hannibal as the series moves on. I really like that. I like that we just like kind of get into it, right? We we learn a lot about her and her relationship with her dad. But then there's this kind of mystery that comes up during the, the episode that's really revolves around her. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the episode begins with a dream sequence, right? It's like, uh, you don't know whether it's a flashback or a dream, but it's Abigail and her father. They're hunting deer. Like yeah, I found That, that little... I assume was a flashback. Yeah, it seemed like a flashback, but then at the end, there's that dream slash nightmare uh, aspect, right? Um, yeah, like, where the deer turns into the dead girl, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I found this little sequence to be a little tropey, I feel like. I don't know if you guys agree, but I think there's, like, a lot of pop culture that portrays hunting as some kind of precursor to, like sociopathy or like criminality you know i feel like you see this a lot in pop culture um but uh i think this like kind of reinforces that trope but like i actually really like the sequence for what it was like garrett jacob hobbs he's like talking about like honoring every part of the deer and it's like mm -hmm. a parallel to like um all the girls that he's murdered and like he's teaching abigail how to disembowel the dead deer but then there's that awesome cut, Amir, like you said, like, where Abigail's running her fingers through the deer's fur, and it turns into, like, a dead girl's hair, and, like, she pulls the head back. Is yeah. that supposed to be Abigail? It's, it's not, right? creepy. No, I think it's supposed to be, like, it's like one, one of the victims. victims or whatever. I think mm -hmm. it's supposed to be, like, her guilt or whatever at, at being an accomplice, if she is. I don't know. There's some great imagery in that first yeah. first scene. Yeah, really, really and Garrett Jacob Hobbs is suitably creepy, like, even with his daughter. You know, you totally buy, like, oh, this is a guy who would have tried to slash his daughter's throat. He's, like, does not yeah. have proper proper boundaries, you know? Like, he's very weird. Yeah, okay. he's he's very off, I would say, yeah. And, but, like, I guess that, like, goes into, like, a nightmare, right? Because that's, that's when she wakes up from her coma. I don't know if she's in a coma, but she's, like, she's in the hospital bed and she, she wakes up. Um, and that goes 
right into the sequence with Alana, which I thought was really great too. Because like they didn't want Hannibal or Will to be with Abigail since it's hard for them to be objective since they were there when her dad died and uh, I think... Will oh, killed her dad. Yeah, Will killed her dad, yeah. And and Hannibal was there as well. So I think they bring in Alana to, to ease things in with her. And that whole sequence is great. Mm-hmm. You get like the strength of Casey Roll as an actress right away in that scene. And I, I thought it was a great dynamic between Alana and, uh, and uh, Abigail, right? What I don't get, this is just like a weird practical thing. I don't know if this is even true, but I just kind of wonder like, why is Alana even involved? Like, this girl is like both the victim of a crime and a potential suspect in a crime, but she's in a hospital. And so, like, why wouldn't her doctor be, like, one of the hospitals from the doctor? Is this, like, an FBI hospital or some shit? Like, where's the, just, like, the regular-ass doctors? I don't know. Like, they fly in these random psychologists or psychiatrists or therapists or whatever they're supposed to be. Um, yeah, it's not very clear. I feel it's like... Just, it's very weird. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just like one of those, like, real-life things that could bug me. Like, you would you really do that? I don't know. I don't know anything about crime fighting or whatever. I think a lot of the stuff weird. with this show, it's like, it kind of glosses over, like, yeah, lo- like it's not logistics. Yeah, right? It's very... Yeah. In favor yeah. of, like, its imagery and stuff. And that's yeah, okay. I, absolutely. I, yeah. I, just, I just play along with it, but, like... It's also yeah. a little weird, right? It's like no, but that's yeah. That's one of the ones that stuck out. Like, why the hell are all these three colleagues happen to be the ones who? Or like, how do they all get themselves assigned to be her? It's just weird. It's like one psychoanalyst too much, right? Because you got yeah. Will, Hannibal, and Alana. Alana. I mean, right. I understand yeah. like the the lampshade on it is like, oh, I mean, Hannibal and Will were both there, and like you need someone else. But like, it's but I don't think Abigail is officially under investigation yet i think jack crawford is like trying to gather more evidence that she's complicit in in her father's crimes um i don't think she's like officially a suspect or anything but we'll we'll see later on that how how that plays out but i mean i will say that i think jack leans more on the side that he he suspects suspicion yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and i want to talk about casey roll's performance too because like right off the bat you can tell She's pretty precocious, right? She's pretty intelligent for yeah, yeah, her yeah. age. And, like, the rapport she has with Alana and, like, Alana's like, oh, I have all these gift cards that I don't use or whatever. And, and uh, Abigail's, like, probably says something about you or whatever. It's like a, a little jab at her her profession, I guess, which is mm-hmm. yeah. which is kind of interesting. And it's a little aggressive, right? It's a little... Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't go as far as... As saying like she's off, but like there's like an undertone of like aggression there that that makes you suspect maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, and and she she walks that line like really well, and I think it's a great performance. Well, it's also a performance of someone doing a performance, right? Like you can like, right exactly. Alana mm-hmm. talks about Abigail being a manipulator, and you can see it, right? You can see how she's. Uh, kind of cold and distant and yeah and then she does have that line later in the episode right where she's like you play my dad you play my mom and you play mm-hmm. the man on the phone yeah right. you yeah. can really read yeah, that yeah, as yeah. someone who's just yeah. like happens to say those words but then you also read it as like someone that is very suspicious like you she That's knows what's going finger, on right exactly yeah. yeah which i thought was really clever and a great 
got great performance from her on, on that line. Yeah, for sure. We're talking about the end of the episode, but like by the end of the episode, you know that she knows that Hannibal was the one on the phone, right? Yeah. So, so does she does she recognize his voice, or why does she all of a sudden jump to that conclusion? I think she recognizes his voice. I mean, his voice is so distinct. I think. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's like a it's like this accent that you can't quite place. Yeah. 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 Would she have overheard? That conversation, like, I don't know, again. No, she picked up the phone. Oh, initially, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, She picked up the phone initially. Yeah, so maybe the whole time she's just trying to shoot over in her head and figure out. I'm glad that by the end of the episode, like, that, that's out of the... You know, cat's out of the bag, right? It's, It's not like this thing that they drag on for multiple episodes, like... You know, when will Abigail realize who was the man on the phone, right? It's by the end of this episode, like, they've, you know, pushed that relationship along. Uh, yeah. To a point where, like, you know, one has a secret, the other has a secret, and now they have to trust each other to keep each other's secrets. Yeah, right? I mean, this co- this episode covers a lot of ground, and, like, yeah. it's, it really it's does, pretty yeah. bold, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great to see that Freddie Lowndes is still um, fucking around. Yeah, alive <laughs> and still <laughs> fucking shit up. But, like, the, again, this goes back to what you said, Amir, where, like, sometimes the the show favors like the dream imagery and like the surreal nature of the show over like logic. How does Freddie Lowndes get into these places? Mm -hmm. She was in handcuffs. Like the last time we saw her and Jack was like going to charge her with obstruction of justice. Like they have every opportunity to like throw her in jail for like doing this. She's like flying around the country and like interfering. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like later in the episode, she's already behind police lines. It's like, yeah, exactly. Then nobody at the, at the what house. is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Nobody's catching her. Is she that good at her job? I don't know. Uh, one of my favorite things about this episode is just how much you find out more about like Garrett Jacob Hobbs and his process, right? Like I love the idea of the mythology of the philosophy of like not honoring the body and not wasting it or else it's considered murder. And then it's like Later, you horrifically find the pillow with the like yeah. the woman's hair in it. It's just Dude, like that was horrible. Jeez, yeah, Dude, that made my like skin crawl. That, <laughs> that was fucking was gross. Yeah, like I said last week, Aaron Jacob Hobbs is just a name, right? In the books, like this is taking it and really building on it, and I think in a very yeah. clever way, it flushes out, you know, the name Garrett Jacob Hobbs, but it also flushes out potentially who Abigail is, right? The influences mm-hmm. that she has in her life, and um. It all kind of culminates to her murdering um, Cassie Boyle's brother, right? Nicholas, yeah, Nicholas Boyle. So, so is Abigail new for the show or is she in the books as well? I don't think she's in the books. Um, oh, I haven't gotten that far, but I think she – Jeff, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe she's a creation of the show. I think I think there might be a, a mention that Garrett Jacob Hobbs had a daughter, but like, there's no like, characterization, characterization at all, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. So this is all yeah, 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 this is yeah. all new. Yeah. Novo. that's cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, so also, like this before, whole situation, bef- yeah. No, go before, ahead, go ahead. Before getting into the murder, like, you have to get to um, the murder of uh, Abigail's friend. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Marissa, sure. Which is our imagery of the week, right? See this girl kind of hung up on these deer antlers the stag antlers yeah Yeah, and it's just like I, this is one of the shots where i'm like how did how did this show get away with being on nbc i know right? exactly <laughs> yeah besides covering up the the bits right it, it's like you're basically seeing this dead body on just hung up to for show and it's like I, i'm still amazed yeah. that it was on nbc not on like hbo yeah, or insane. not on 
some other, you know, uh, cable television yeah. network. It, it, it's, it surprises me. And I, I guess I, I, I commend NBC for being that bold for at least three seasons to kind of, um, to let them go. And honestly, and not to hint at anything, I think the show just gets crazier. <laughs> as yeah. the seasons go on so oh, we'll... for sure for sure <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah. these these are actually relatively tame compared to what we see in the future but like yeah yeah i i, I know what you mean um marissa sure is abigail's friend correct mm-hmm. yeah so she wants to believe that abigail had nothing to do with the murders and it's not enough that like we have all of this going on where people suspect that abigail is complicit in these murders and she helped her dad. But like now we have another, another copycat murder by Hannibal, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's not Abigail or anyone who kills Marissa. It's Hannibal, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause Hannibal frames Nicholas Boyle, uh, Cassie Boyle's brother for mm-hmm. the murder of Marissa. And there's a lot of moving parts to this episode. It's, yeah. uh, yeah. There's a lot going on. And so does he do it? Like, is it just impulsive with him? Because, like, when she was talking or whatever, and she's like, tells her mom to, like, fuck off or some shit, I was like, oh, he's definitely going to kill her. That was yeah. super rude. That was super she was, like, rude. super rude. Yeah, yeah exactly. she was like, super rude. Oh, he's definitely going to kill her. But, like, I don't know. Um, like, does he just kill them and then just, like, kind of roll with it, roll with it? Or do you have the plan to involve Nick Boyle all along? Like, I don't know. And then, like, the Nick Boyle thing is actually initiated by Freddie Lounds. So, like, it can't yeah. have been part of Hannibal's plan. He just kind no. of improvised, I guess. Yeah. I want to say that uh, Hannibal was inspired to do this murder when Marissa and Abigail threw the rock at Nicholas Boyle, mm-hmm. right? Because it struck him in the head and he started bleeding. That's how he planted the DNA evidence in Marissa's fingernails, right? Uh, yeah, in the finger. Uh, I think in her okay, mouth, yeah. right? So was like, it I, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was in in her mouth, her corpse's mouth, because he was there. He came right at the end of that confrontation, he did, yeah. Order, yeah, and he right? covers up the rock. So he conspicuously covers up yeah. that rock, right? They yeah. show you that so shot. So I think, yeah. I think he. He saw that opportunity to like kill someone and get away with it. Yeah, and show mm-hmm. up the FBI again, right? Again, like, right? Yeah, yeah, because it, it happened. It's just the next day, right? Right. Yeah, so it's he's like, he's a prolific serial killer, right? Because he's just like not only are the is he killing the people we see like on screen, or I guess not on screen, but like the ones that are involved with the plot. But he's also just killing random people, right? Because like yeah. all the all the meat he's eating is people right so like he's just randomly killing people i don't know if you know yeah yeah he hunts that like male jogger or whoever or whatever it is yeah he doesn't have a name we never see him but like it's like in cut in between like the the meal uh, dining yeah yeah so yeah yeah it's like the source of the food (laughs) yeah yeah there's like a joke Um, about like not running fast enough Right, it's like, oh, what is that? It's, it's rabbit. It's yeah. rabbit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should have ran faster. And then, yeah, yeah, we get that. Exactly. We get the cut. of guy just getting like mowed down. Yeah, so it's um, yeah. So he's just like out there, just killing people like, all over the place. So, mm-hmm. and the cannibal thing he does have in in line with Jared Paul is because like um, uh, Abigail's like horrified. She's like, oh my god, he's been feeding them to us. And, and Hannibal's yeah, like, yeah, right, right. yeah, I think that's very likely. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, he's been doing the same thing for. God knows how long. Yeah. And and I also want to contrast Mads Mikkelsen's performance with uh, Anthony Hopkins again. Because, mm-hmm. like, Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter, you know, like, 
I think he's probably one of the best actor winners who had like the least screen time. I think it was like 16 minutes. Really? Um, it's like the sh- one of the shortest performances ever to get like a best actor Academy Award. And I think like, uh, so he has to like cram a lot of like theatricality into that performance. But like here, it's like a television show. Mads Mikkelsen, his Hannibal is still in hiding. Nobody knows who he is yet. It's like really drawn out and things are so subtle. You never see him kill anyone yet. I just want to point out like the sequence where Will's teaching the class about like the 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 copycat about Marissa's body and like Hannibal walks in on the lecture and like the camera just focuses on Mads Mikkelsen and his like performance it's like there's like an indifference in the beginning and then it like really really gradually becomes like the tiniest hint of a smile Mm -hmm. when Will starts to like recognize the copycat work it's like crazy subtle acting it's really great I thought that was really fantastic and it actually goes back to our conversation from last week right with Amir you read the Minnesota strike you know the the girl that Hannibal displays on on top of the stag not not in this episode but the last episode you know we had mm-hmm. that conversation about like well what is it what is he trying to do and will yeah. even says it outright right this killer didn't want us to know that he was the minister to strike he he wanted us to know that he was better than he was the right yeah. right so right. like yeah it kind of goes with what we were saying last week kind of like hey it's definitely like not a copycat it per se but something that says like i'm better than than the, the minnesota strike i'm better than Gary yeah. Jacob Hawk. and and there's and there's so many layers to it because like nicholas boyle and like his family is obviously furious at abigail but like she didn't kill cassie boyle her father didn't even kill cassie boyle it was hannibal because cassie boyle was the was a copycat victim right mm-hmm. so yeah there's yeah, so yeah. many different layers here um one thing I want to point out is that when Will's lecturing, um, they made a point in, like, the first episode to say that uh, all the girls had blue eyes. But, like, all these girls in the pictures, they're so blown up that every single one of them had brown eyes. I don't know if you guys noticed that. No. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Uh, Catch. And, and so I thought that was, like, a kind of weird little goof. I'm, like, always looking out for shit like that. But, like, I don't think it's a big deal. But, like, Abigail's eyes are so blue. That you can't mm. like uh, miss it. really miss it, so it was kind of odd. Like, why didn't you just get girls with blue right, eyes? Yeah, I don't you know. It's hard. Die, yeah. yeah, the end of this episode is pretty nuts, right? Because I did not think think things would escalate so, so quickly with yeah. Nicholas Boyle coming in to confront Abigail, and uh, she just she just guts him and she kills him, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Um. um. But then you also have, like, Hannibal coming into the situation, like, knocking out Alana. Exactly. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> thinks so quickly on his feet that... Yeah, Like, yeah, he even yeah. thinks, like, faster than I think the audience sometimes can realize what's going on. Which I uh, I think is a great characterization for him. Where he thinks so quickly that he's like, in the second, I gotta knock Alana out, right? So that she doesn't see anything beyond this point. And then, you know, he definitely manipulates abigail in this situation oh yeah for sure because you know what he's saying is maybe true uh there's some the grains of truth to it but we never would know what would happen if abigail was just like no i'm I'm just gonna come forward and say you know it was self-defense but definitely he uses yeah. the right words in, in the situation to really twist it so that he really ingratiates himself in and creates this new kind of 
almost like father-daughter relationship with her. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm going to say it's self-defense. And then Hannibal thinks so quickly, he's like, self-defense, you butchered him or whatever. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so he's like thinking really quickly on his feet for sure. And um, he offers to hide Nicholas Boyle's body and stage this whole thing like Nicholas Boyle knocked out Alana. Yeah. Um, By the way, the knockout thing I like totally didn't. But that was, that was kind of, I mean, I guess that's another one of those things you just kind of got to accept. But I thought it was so goofy that he just, I don't know, he just like one shot just completely knocks her out and she's like just without really like damaging her just it's like perfectly yeah, just yeah, knocks just, her out i don't know it was yeah. just like all right it's like i mean he's like, a he has a super doctor too like he's a super doctor <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a super surgeon right <laughs> all right so i want to i want to get into this a little bit is hannibal like a mary sue <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's funny if you don't know what the term mary sue is like a mary sue is just like a character who's just so good at everything that he or she does. Amaris also has like, I mean, not always, but it started with like the idea of it, the character being a self insert, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, so like, yeah, there's yeah. definitely that's not going. And also, can Amaris be the villain? I guess if you're meant to identify with the villain, I guess, yeah. I guess Amaris yeah. could be the villain. So maybe, I don't know. Eh, I don't know. I'm um, not sure. I think there's there's enough. I don't think like categorically it counts as Amaris because there's like so much nuance to the character, but like. I, I think it's, it's something funny to point out, you know, just because, like, he's so good at everything. He's, like, yeah. thinking so quickly on his feet and, like, he knows exactly where to strike Alana to knock her out, but not, like, really yeah, fuck her like up a, in any way. Like a, yeah, it's like an old James Bond movie or something where you just karate chop someone and they just, like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, right, whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I do kind of question, like, how did they clean up the scenes so fast? Yeah. Because... At some point, someone's going to come in and, and see Alana, or like, how much time do they really have before Alana wakes up or someone finds them? Right, because she guts him, so he's probably bleeding out like crazy. Yeah, and then there, uh, Hannibal and Abigail are covered with blood. It's like, what is going on? Like, how how did they get his body out, clean up all the blood, and still get away with it? Right. Yeah, because that was like a lot of blood. Um, also, there's a really nice little touch that shows like again how proficient Hannibal is at like manipulating people like when Alana wakes up it's not Hannibal that tells her what happened right it's Jack so I think that I mean obviously the inference is that Hannibal already gave Jack the false narrative to give to Alana so it's like distancing himself even more from like the situation so like he's not even like remotely under suspicion or anything like that Yeah, yeah yeah To catch you. Um, yeah. So I think the big question of this episode and like the big theme is like, is evil or like psychopathy hereditary? Like, did Abigail share her father's serial killer tendencies or like even worse, was she complicit in his crimes? Right. I think like yeah. Hannibal gives like a straightforward answer at the end of this episode, which is no. Right. But then like he's playing her like a fiddle. Right. Because yeah. he right, says yeah. that it doesn't matter. Because what matters is, like, what the public perception is of her, right? right? She she might not be evil, but, like, that won't stop people from thinking that she is, right? right? And that, like, mm-hmm. that like turns her into, like, putty in his hands, right? So, like, right, I don't know yeah. what his, like, ultimate... I mean, I do know what his ultimate, like, endgame with her is, but, like, it's hard to tell from, like, this episode, right? Like, yeah, what, just what right he's now. trying to... Yeah. Like, what's his endgame? Like, what's he molding her to become, right? It's, like, it's very, very mysterious, and... There's just a 
killer episode, I think. Yeah, this is a good yeah, episode. Yeah, this is a really good one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end, they both admit to each other, like, each other's secrets or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, sh- she knows that Hannibal's a serial killer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Hannibal knows that she helped her dad, right? Well, like, her, her secret is that... I think her secret is that... She killed she, Nicholas. Uh, she, she, yeah, killed she killed Nicholas. Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah, so, but it's not really a secret because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the end, uh, Hannibal agrees to keep her secret that... I mean, I yeah. guess it's their secret because he helped cover it up. But, yeah, but exactly. Her yeah. her murder of Nicholas Boyle and then Abigail's going to keep the secret that Hannibal's also a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of the speed with which uh, that Will and Hannibal bond with Abigail? They do talk about it in the, one of the, the sessions in the I think it's the first episode, right? At the end of the first episode where they feel like a responsibility of responsibility yeah, to yeah, her, yeah. right? Because they were mm-hmm. both there and they were both basically the reason why, you know, her mother and, and father are now dead. And then we do see the the kind of, you know, Hannibal being at her bedside and then Will wanting to be there too. So, I mean, I, I believe it. Yeah, it's plausible. I mean, it's just it, the show moves. It's, a, it's such a fast clip. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think like you can also use like Will's like, empath abilities to like uh explain that away a little bit and how accelerated that relationship progresses you know yeah and his tendency um, to want to take in strays right with his dog right, 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 right. Yeah. i think that's really part of his yeah, character and, and and he and he wants absolution right he wants yeah he wants uh you know uh redemption for for doing this for committing this sin you know that's not really but he, he he's looking for something in abigail that blinds him to what she really is right yeah all right. Well, should we move on to the next episode? Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so moving on to episode four, it's called uh, Oof, which is French for egg. <laughs> yeah. So interesting tidbit about this episode is that it actually never aired on NBC. I don't know if you guys knew this, but it was because of the Sandy Hook shootings and then the Boston Marathon bombings in 2013 and they actually shelved this episode and they released all of the non serial killer portions like the character work about like the main characters with like Jack and Alana and Will and Hannibal as mini webisodes I think like a week or so after the episode was supposed to air really really interesting like I think the first time anyone saw this episode in its entirety was probably the first time it was on a streaming platform or a DVD. Or DVD or something like that, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's um, what I Yeah, but I, I understand why they pulled the episode. I mean, a lot of uh, dead children in this one. So, I think... Yeah. Uh, well, dead children was, and children killing children. Yeah, in sense, exactly. So, yeah, there's a lot of sensitive material uh, in this episode. The fact that you just shared... The, what you just shared is super interesting to me. Like, the, like I, I would have never known, right? Because, you know, I, yeah, I watched this on, on a streaming, streaming platform. On Netflix, right, exactly. Yeah. So um, it's it's super interesting to, to hear that. And it, it shows you, like, as time passes, people forget about those things, right? It's not like they took this episode out of circulation. Like, they could have easily, you, you know. You know what it was? I saw the full episode by downloading it. I'm, mm. I, I guess I'm admitting to pirating something on, <laughs> on live air, but I don't care. Because um, they aired this in other countries, not the U.S., in the, in the, in the entirety. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
I think I saw it like the week it was supposed to air in the US. I like downloaded like a like a foreign probably like a French copy or something and it, it had the entire episode. So pretty disposable episode i would say yeah Um, it's the first one of those i felt like uh, i felt like that about i was just kind of eh with this one which i which yeah i didn't feel like about the other three yeah Yeah. what what you just told us about the episode is more interesting than the actual episode (laughs) 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 to be really blunt about it yeah (laughs) i guess it had kind of like the elden stamets vibe where it's like a pretty disposable killer of the week i thought like because, like, Molly Shannon's a pretty big name. So, like, mm-hmm. I thought initially that it would be, like, oh, she might take more of, like, a, a a central role in the episode. But, like, not really. Not really. No, no. she's very She doesn't really get that much, yeah, screen time. And, um, and, I, and I like the Stamets one. There's none of the really super cool imagery that you got yeah. with that one. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, it's just sort of prosaic. I mean, like, the... The the story behind it is very heart wrenching and families killing families and children being manipulated and stuff like that is pretty messed up. But the uh, yeah. it, it isn't visually as stunning as the typical episode. Yeah, and it doesn't focus on the central relationships between Hannibal and Will and Abigail that right, right, make the right. show go. So um, yeah, the one thing I I would commend it a little bit for is though there is this kind of central theme of family. I think that really underlines this whole episode, right? Even the the killer of the week, it's, it's really about family and finding your family. And a lot of the, the background that's happening behind this is the the growing relationship between Hannibal and, and Will and, and Abigail, right? They even have a conversation about, uh, again, they repeat that, you know, both Hannibal and Will are, are definitely feeling paternal to, yeah. to Abigail. A, so, yeah. yeah, I'll admit it's a pretty cohesive parallel, right, between... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, even, I don't even remember the killer's name. Oh, I don't even <laughs> remember either. Yeah, Molly, What's called um, Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. Yeah, Molly Shannon's character. <laughs> Molly Shannon and little kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like her relationship with all the kids that she's abducted. And then it's a nice little parallel. I mean, if, if it's not exactly one to one, but like it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the, yeah, no, the, and, then, and then the parallel is to, Han- is to Hannibal and Abigail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Abigail, Hannibal, and Alana like share a meal together, right? Like even that's like in a, like a, a parallel that we're seeing between between the two storylines too. Yeah, I did like the little aside with Hannibal taking Abigail out of the psych ward and like mm-hmm. giving giving her like mushrooms. Uh, the mushrooms, psilocybin. Yeah, psilocybin. Yeah, exactly. I liked uh, Carolyn Davernis's performance in this episode. That was pretty good. Where. Yeah. She gets uh, pretty pissed at Hannibal for taking uh, Abigail out of her care without her permission, right? Well, She's yeah, like, I mean... Yeah, like, I mean, she, wildly, rightfully so, right? <laughs> wildly unethical. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. you, you, like, duck this girl and just drug her with stuff? I'm like, dude, what? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. She's like rude, Hannibal. Shockingly rude. <laughs> Pretty ironic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So much to kill him. <laughs> That's the line, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. So the the killer of the week. Getting back to that is uh, so I guess her mo is that she abducts children uh, to make her own little lost boys family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to fill some kind of void, and then she brings them back months or years later to to their own home and to have them kill their own family, right? Just to, like, make that bond between 
her new family like stronger. It's okay. It's yeah. It's fine. Uh, there's some there's some nice gross imagery in this episode. Like the first family that's killed, like all the rotting food and yeah, all that stuff that is like gross. that's a good mm-hmm. uh, good good little imagery there. Um, but. Yeah, I, so I was kind of reading up on on this episode a little bit, and researching it, and from what I found is that because of what happened, you know, the not airing the episode, and then I think or I read somewhere that they might ha- have had some reshoots because of it, or like editing out. There was that really awkward scene in the convenience store that didn't seem to really make sense to me. The mm, yeah. the oh, scene well, where he uh, like pees himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, is he just scared of what he realizes he has to do? I think so. I think that's the yeah, yeah. That's the implication, okay. right? Because yeah. he's about to go back and kill his family. Yeah, right? yeah. I, th- I then, thought I thought it was like a setup or something. I thought they were gonna like dome the fucking like uh, convenience store worker or whatever. But yeah, but yeah, then so that, then so but then he seems afraid of the eldest child, right? C- is it CJ? Right? I think yeah. CJ Lincoln. They, yeah, yeah, they don't really do that much with that either. Yeah, like yeah. that was the most confusing part. I think to uh, me, it's like oh, doesn't CJ get away at the end? Right? No. Right, he gets shot, doesn't he? Uh, Isn't he the the kid that gets shot at the end? Isn't one of the kids like about yes, to pull I the think trigger? So. And yes, that was yes, TJ yes. was the one who gets shot. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah he so gets, like, like shot in like the shoulder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it. It was like this weird fake out. Like, what, am I supposed to not be scared of Molly Shannon? And am I supposed to be scared of CJ? Right. Yeah. Right. So like that was the the thing that I think that was confusing me with the, this mm-hmm. scene. I don't know if there was more to the story that they didn't show and that they cut um out or i don't know if this was in the, the full episode in its full intent but i i mean when i was doing my research that's just some of the things i read that you know there were rumors that some of some of the episode was cut even more um compared to what oh, interesting actually i want i want to get back a little bit to right at the beginning of the episode i think it's important to take notice you know when was it hannibal comes into will's house mm-hmm. right like he you know he's feeding his dogs and then he like plays around or alters one of his fishing lines yeah his fly fishing lure his, yeah, yeah his mm-hmm. lure so i think that's you know something that it, it's not really touched upon again in this episode like there's no explanation on it mm-hmm. so i think it's something that just to remind our audience to kind of remember for the future right not yeah. to give away too many hints but yeah to definitely just pay attention to that because i remember my first watch through i completely forgot this scene mm-hmm yeah, and, it's and, and he's so graceful in that scene. How like how he cuts the line and how he's like tying the thing. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah. so definitely like Renaissance man. He can do like anything. I feel, um, but yeah. Um, also, the first appearance of Bella Crawford, mm-hmm. Jack's wife, um, yep. right, played yeah. by. Uh, so yeah. shocked and pleasantly surprised to see Gina Torres. Yeah, played by D- Gina Torres. Didn't realize uh, Lawrence... she was in the show. So. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne's real life wife. Well, ex wife. At the time. At the time. At the time. They were married at the time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were married at the time. Aren't they Matrix co stars? Uh, Technically, yes. Yeah. Isn't Gina Torres in like the third one? Yeah. No, she's in the second one. She is. There you go. Dozer's wife, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dozer dies in the first movie, and that's that's his wife. I don't think they share any scenes, right? No, I don't think don't so, even, but I think they, but technically they're in this, the same movie together. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they share any scenes together. But she's a great character. You can't you can't really tell from this episode. She's mm-hmm. very mysterious and you're like, what's up with her? But uh she's a good character, one to wanna to keep your eye on. I'm sure she'll be good. I like Gina Torres. Yeah. This episode, like you said, Jeff, is is probably and I this goes back to my rant about I think it's the the killers of the week that I, I don't really like. And I think that this episode, we definitely see that, that that was definitely the weakest stuff in this episode, but I do enjoy the stuff about family. I, uh, like you said, I, I do enjoy the, the sequence with Alana, uh, Hannibal and Abigail. Yeah. At the end where they're the sitting end, down. Yeah. And like, she's like, Oh, what do you see? And she's like, I see family. Right. And really, it's yeah. really starting to hammer home this idea that Abigail's being manipulated and she's starting to, see Hannibal, definitely Hannibal as a father figure, more, mm-hmm. more as a father figure. It's something to pay attention to. And when they're sitting down at the end, they, uh, they all, they transform into like her, her dead parents, yeah. right? That's yes. Like the image yes. Yeah. That we get. So, um, interesting little, like, even though this episode's pretty disposable, I still think it's like better than a lot of stuff on TV mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, but, but definitely for sure. One of the weaker, entries in in season one i think yeah speaking of alana i do i really love carolyn Avernus's performance like i think she makes the character of alana compelling mm-hmm. but i do question if the character is needed and i think we, someone already brought like already 100%. someone already brought this up and it's like it I, yeah i struggle with the, the idea like i really like her and i i, I like seeing her character but then it's just mm-hmm. sometimes i think they try to use her. They don't quite know what to do. Yeah, with her. to do with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. great way I to think, put it. I think her her charm and like uh, how she plays the character masks a lot of it. But like, I do think like early on they're not quite sure what to do with her. Yeah, um, it takes a while for her to come into her own, and I think it takes a couple of seasons. But um, she she eventually gets a little more meat. To, to her character. To so. work with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is fine. Well, um, is there anything else you guys wanted to mention about this episode? No, not really. Uh, I, I just wanted to see Molly Shannon do a little more because I know she's capable yeah. of more. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know. She's such a great performer and actress. And it's just yeah. like, it is a little disappointing that this, this is kind of her episode. Especially because what we know about like future episodes, like if they really like a, a villain of the week, they'll. They'll sometimes bring, them, bring back. them back, yeah. But I don't think this even qualifies no. as that because, like, she doesn't yeah. even have that many lines. So, actually, I did want to ask you, Jeff, but you said you downloaded the episode, but did you also watch the webisodes? Like, did you watch what they actually showed? I know what they showed because, like, right after I just downloaded the full episodes, I was like, I'm not even going to bother with that webisodes because I'm just going to watch the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. But it's all of the character building with none of the killer of the week stuff. So it so, is like it's the it's Hannibal like, going yeah. into the cabin. It's yeah, Hannibal going to the cabin. Um, the psilocybin mushrooms thing. Um, the dinner and part with the family motif with uh, Abigail. Um, okay. With Will and Hannibal and uh, Alana, and and the last part was with Jack and his wife. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. So it's it's really the uh, maybe I would have enjoyed the webisodes more. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. that's all the stuff I actually yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right, Jeff. Like overall, the episodes have still been great, and I'm, I'm, you know, still loving my rewatch of this. And Amir, hopefully, you're still enjoying it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, very much so. If that's all, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me on Strange Harbors at strangeharbors.com. And you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter, also at Strange Harbors. What about you guys? Um, I have a letterbox that you guys can check out. And uh, how about you, Derek? Uh, you can find me at the wrong day. Day spelled D-A-Y-I-K. And that's for Instagram and Twitter. But if you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, uh, whether that be uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other popular podcast apps. Also, what would really help us to get our podcast out to a lot more people is if you guys leave a great star rating or, and a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to kind of switch up that algorithm to get our podcast out to more people. If you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, or any tidbits of episodes, um, anything that we missed, please feel free to email us. Uh, you can email us at jeff at strangeharbors.com. Uh, we love reading the emails, and sometimes we even read them on the episodes, so... Uh, feel free to shoot us a line if you want. All right. So I guess that's it for this week. Next week, we'll be diving straight into episodes five and six. See you guys next week. All right. See you next week, everybody. See you guys next week.